Hey everyone, welcome to the Learn to Code With Me podcast. I'm your host, Laurence Bradford. In today's 13th episode, I have special guest Brian Jenny. Brian has been a longtime Learn to Code With Me reader, and I first connected with him back when he started teaching himself how to code. So I was super excited to get him on the show. In less than seven months, Brian made a complete career transition from a career advisor at a community college to gainfully employed as a web developer. In our interview, Brian shares exactly how he made the switch in such a short time, all while balancing other responsibilities like raising two children and having a second job as a Lyft driver. The way that Brian managed his time as he was learning is super impressive. The show notes for this episode, plus a full transcript, can be found at learntocodewith.me forward slash 13. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, I'm here today with Brian Jenny. Brian, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited. Yeah, me too. So could you just start off by introducing who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Brian Ginny, and I work as a web developer for Grocery Outlet, which is a chain of uh, grocery stores that stretches from California to the Northwest and even in the East Coast. Cool, cool. So I want to ask you what made you decide to learn how to code, but first, how long have you been at this job right now? This is third month. Wow, today. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Three months. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Wow. It's so, been a trip. Yeah. So when did you first start learning how to code? Wow, to be honest, this, uh, no, last year around May. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. May of last year. So May 2015. Yeah, I think you're actually one of the first people I ever wrote to. I saw you're one of the first people I stumbled upon in the development world and emailed you and you actually emailed me back. And that was a big deal to me. Oh, yeah. No, I remember, I remember speaking with you a while ago. I was, I was telling someone earlier today, I was like, yeah, the guy I'm interviewing later. I don't know. Like, I didn't remember exactly when it was, but I was like, yeah, I, I remember him emailing me when he first started out. And it's crazy because now you have a job as a web developer, like a full-time it's, job. It's super, it's surprising to me still. I mean, I'm still every day is a little bit of a trip walking in. I mean, it's a great feeling, but it, it seems surreal sometimes. Wow. So what were you doing before? Before I was working at a community college uh, in a career resource center. And I was speaking to students and I was telling students sometimes that, hey, you know, you should really look into coding. I mean, we're, we're in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I thought, man, why aren't more of these young students doing coding? I'm like, if I was a young student, I'd be doing that. And then I thought, wait a second, why, why don't I just do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why am I giving this advice to other people and not following my own advice? Yeah, wow. So so you were kind of in higher level education? I, well, yeah, community college. I mean, I was working in the career center, so it wasn't a teaching role. It was uh, mostly just kind of coordinating events, helping students with resumes, administrative type of work. It, it was It was pretty good, but, you know, it wasn't exactly what I – wanted to do. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point. Okay. So then you began, you know, teaching yourself how to code. And what did you, what did you do at first? Like, what did you try to learn initially? Well, I think like most people went to Code Academy. Uh, you know, I, I had never really been exposed to any code at my job. One, I think the IT guy showed us, you know, some HTML behind it. And I thought, what, what the heck is this? I'm like, there's no way I could ever write this stuff. I thought, that's nuts, you know, and, I, and then the fact that I couldn't do it and didn't know what it was at all, it made me want to learn a lot more of it because I thought the whole internet's built on this 
stuff here, this code that's behind it. I thought, man, you know, it feels like I should know something about it. I mean, I use the internet every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so CodeCademy was the first place to start. I, I heard of HTML and I thought, okay, HTML, CSS. And then I just did, chipped away at that little by little. I, I really got into it, like way more than I ever thought I would. I just fell in love with it. It became a, a hobby. And uh, from there, you know, jQuery. And then I started thinking, what can I build? And started making really horrendous websites and other horrible like Frankenstein-like projects. And and uh, then kept going from there until I went to a part-time boot camp and just did a ton of studying on my own. Just kept talking on JavaScript, the framework, Angular, and uh, still learning every day. And kind of learned myself into a job. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So when, when did you go to the part-time coding boot camp? Ooh, that was around August, late August, early September. August. Okay. And was that like, was that face to face or in person? It was, it was minimal. It was, it was one of those courses you can really make it, you had to make it your own. It it was only three hours a week in person, but uh, it was a lot of coursework. I got in touch with the mentors all the time from the program. So I was constantly calling them up, meeting other people, going to meetups, doing a lot of, you know, supplemental education outside the classroom. They gave me the tools I needed, but mm-hmm. I definitely used them in like to, and had to learn on my own outside of it too. I mean, they, they pointed me in the right direction, which was the most helpful. Cause if not, I think I would have been spinning my wheels trying to learn every other language I could instead of focusing on, you know, uh, some of the basics and how to actually make projects, which was really helpful. Yeah, well, I love I love that you say that because I feel like, and me, me included, and people I talk to to this day, try to learn too many things at once instead of getting down the fundamentals or just really focusing on you know one thing at a time. <laughs> exactly, because something comes out every other day, like some framework or something comes out every other day. Like, oh, I should probably learn that, and then you know, next thing you know, you you kind of know like twenty things, but don't really know, you know, one good one. Yeah, no, precisely. And and I think that can really cause just overwhelm because, I mean, in, even if you were learning, just think of um, like a foreign language, like if you were learning Russian and German and Spanish at once, you would it would be horrible. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. That's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, would, I mean, it would not sound good in any of them. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd also just get really frustrated probably because you keep mixing, you know, different things up and, and instead of focusing on one exactly. and then moving to the next. That's why I'm really glad I got to just focus. You know, they could point me in direction like, hey, you know what, let's just make this, you know, here, build a web page doing, you know, bootstrap and HTML and CSS or here, let's make a clock using JavaScript or something like that. It kept me on, focused and on task. Yeah. So I'm curious, when you were at the uh, part-time boot camp, were you still working full-time at the community college? Oh, yeah. I was working full-time. I also drove for Lyft, oh, wow. uh, which is similar to Uber. If uh, And, you know, I also have two kids. So <laughs> I didn't have a ton of time. But, you know, I, I made time here and there. I just kind of figured it out. Uh, kids went to sleep. I would do some work here. At work, when I could, I could do some work there. But yeah, a lot of weekends, a lot of nights of uh, just, I try to just put in a couple hours a day. I, I never felt overwhelmed. I never felt like I was just grinding, you know, to the burning the midnight oil. But I, I would stay up to about, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night doing some stuff. Yeah, I love, I love too that you say that because I think that's, that's such a common question um, that I get. And emails a lot is just about, you know, how to find time and when you already, you know, have a full-time job and you have this and you have that. So if you could, could you like go any, could you share anything that you did maybe to make more time in your day? I know you said that you would, you'd work at night, but was there anything that you maybe like traded off? Like instead of 
Or, totally. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, yeah, you know, I kind of just thought about my schedule in general. I was going through a kind of a life change in general at that time. I stopped drinking, stopped even eating. I became a vegetarian for like a month. Oh, wow. I don't know. I was, just, I was just experimenting with different things I could do in my life to make it better. And I thought, well, what can I cut out? And I noticed I was watching TV a lot. I said, man, I just watched like six episodes of this like mm-hmm. show. I thought, man, that's like six hours. I'm like, that's, that's a long time. Like, you know, if you, uh, so I gave up TV actually for a while and, uh, and I just used that time when I would have been watching TV and I thought, what do I usually do during this time? Like I'm probably on my phone or watching TV or whatever I'm doing that's, and I would use some of that time to code. I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't live some sort of monk life type lifestyle, but I just did cut out a couple of things where I could see an hour or two here that I had. Hey, I would take it. Kids went to sleep at eight. Maybe instead of watching TV from eight to nine or eight to 10, I'd, code for an hour, you know, then play with my phone for an hour and, you know, look at gossip mags or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So do you like today, um, do you watch TV again? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was curious. I, mean, it just, I was just kind of just playing with different things in my life. I was like, you know, what can I cut out? And, uh, just started cutting random things out to see what, what fit, what didn't. And yeah, I, I have some shows I, I got to watch every week, but I definitely, you know, I still make time every day to do some coding. And I, I code eight hours a day at work, and I still have to go home and play around a little bit with my own projects. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, now that you do have this, you know, full-time job, you're coding every day regardless. Yeah. So it's a little, yeah, it's a little different, I guess, when you were learning and still doing um, the full-time job and other things. Wow. So you were working full-time. You were at this part-time coding boot camp. You were a Lyft driver <laughs> and you have uh, two children as well. And it sounds like they're probably young, correct? That's uh, two and nine. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're both a handful. It yeah. sounds like a lot when you say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. It does. I mean, I didn't. I felt like super overwhelmed. I felt the, I tried not to like, I never like put like a pressure. So like, oh, I got to finish this project tonight or I better learn this framework by this afternoon. I, I just, I, I had fun doing it and I enjoyed doing the coding. So I never felt like a lot of external pressure to get stuff done at a point in time. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So you went to the coding bootcamp and then now I'm curious, when did you start applying to jobs? Ooh, probably around probably around month two of that camp. So let's see, that was August, September, like right after October. <laughs> I just started. My mentor said, Hey man, you know, you should just start. And I thought and I thought that no way, like that's that's a bad idea. Like this is I'm gonna get turned down everywhere. Like who would wanna take me but he kept pressuring me and it seemed like well this guy knows what he's doing i mean he's done this before so i said well this is the reason i'm in here to take this guy's advice so let me take his advice i did and i was shocked you know immediately that i was getting calls in the first place with with some of the skills i had and um and then i started going to interviews i got more comfortable uh with interviews and with meeting people and it kind of snowballed from there i mean i I enjoyed the interview process because it taught me a lot about what i did know and what i didn't know and also taught me that, you know, what's the wor- my worst fears didn't come true. I mean, you know, my worst fear that I'd get laughed out of the room or, you know, somebody was like, hey, you're not, a, you're not a real coder, you charlatan. Get out of here. <laughs> that, that never happens. So that was good. I mean, it just taught me to say, hey, wait, maybe I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I, one of the um, earlier episodes, I spoke with someone just about technical interviewing and kind of interviewing in general. And really, when you think about it that way, like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, am I going <laughs> to die? Like, will I, you know, like, will I be in physical pain? Like, no. And even, you know, exactly. Yeah. And even, and even let's just say someone did laugh at you, which, or laugh at a person, which I, 
don't think is likely, but when you think of like, is that really so bad? Like, not really, you know, exactly. you're not. And also if a person does, you, you probably don't want to. I don't want to work with that kind of person. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So even if, yes, yes, that's that's like a bad sign if someone. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> yeah, not a good sign. So yeah, pr- precisely. So I don't know if you could like remember this. I guess it wasn't re- very long ago, but do you know how many interviews you went through before you ended up where you are? Oof, yeah. Probably, you know, around the 10 area, about around approximately 10. Yeah, and I bet though, like every single time, you must have felt more and more comfortable, though. Oh yeah, I mean, it it definitely got to a point where I felt way more comfortable doing the interview. The first couple were, you know, super nerve wracking. I didn't know if the person was going to laugh me out of the room, like I said, or just, you know, just just realize immediately that I was not the person. But I mean, everybody was respectful. I had an overall very good experience with people. I mean, the developers were super nice that I met, even when a couple of jobs were away out of my league and they kind of pointed me in the right direction, what I might want to do to prepare. So everybody was in general pretty helpful in my experience. So when you were at the, okay, you're at the Clean Boot Camp and you had uh, the mentor, did they help you at all with uh, like the technical interviewing or the preparing for the interviews? Uh, it was kind of like a, group help. I mean, we all would kind of share our experiences and they kind of varied so differently that it was kind of hard to get a good like grip on what to expect. But yeah, we went over like some of the questions that like we thought would be typical, like especially uh, in the Bay Area at the time, JavaScript uh, questions just seemed to be really prevalent. So we'd go over things like what is what are closures? I mean, that's literally the brackets around the function. That That's a question they would ask and you know, Sometimes you know how to use JavaScript functionally, but if somebody asks you a question like that, it can really throw you for a loop. So we went over things like that, um, you know, just defining model view, uh, controller architecture, things like that, like kind of more questions, you know, they're not functional, but they're more theory-related, theoretical questions about JavaScript. So those did help out. Okay, yeah, cool. I was just, I guess I was just curious, like, if you prepared kind of set, like on your own or aside from just learning to code, if you prepared in another oh. way for the interview. Well, yeah, you know, working, working in a career center kind of gave me a nice advantage. <laughs> True. <too. laughs> right. You're actually very, you're very, right. I'm sure your resume was like sparkling compared, <laughs> seriously, compared to other people's. That was a big part of it. Also just the people skills. I mean, a lot of times I felt like a couple job interviews I walked into and they said, you know, even if you don't know this stuff, we're just looking for a good fit. And uh, yeah. having the soft skills is really important, too, because the thing is, languages change all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to learn something new on your job, I guarantee it, but they're going to want somebody they can enjoy being around, too, and has the skills to interact with other people. But, you know, I'd look up the company, go on LinkedIn. I was always on LinkedIn, looking up people and checking out what the uh, overall company culture was, you know, what uh, who, I was, who I was meeting with to know about them a little bit more. So I, did, I did definitely did my research on everybody I met with beforehand, and that came in a ton of handy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, yes, definitely. And that's something everyone listening should, should definitely do is researching companies and researching if you can, you know, who's going to be interviewing you and, uh, yeah, all, all that stuff that you mentioned. So I think actually you were the, you were uh, one of the people that influenced me to, to get on LinkedIn. Like I was, I never really used LinkedIn to be totally honest with you. Oh, real? oh <laughs> I, I was like, I was going to say though, cause as a career, as like some kind of a, you know, career counselor type of person. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that you would, but oh wow, that's well that's good to know. Oh yeah, I feel like I mean, the insights you can gain on LinkedIn just from research to me is just insane. Like I feel like it has yep. so much. I mean, you can just, you know, go to a company profile and you can see how you're connected, you know, your first degree or your secondary connections or 
who you know that works there now, who you know who used to work there. It's just, yeah, That's it's, great. It's, it's, so, it's so helpful. Kind of circling back to what you said about the soft skills and the personality and just talking right now, I can tell that you definitely are great with people. You're really yeah, outgoing. <laughs> but <laughs> I think what you said is so true, though, because technologies change all the time. But being like a person that's easy to work with is something that you can't really train a person to do. Totally right. I mean, so many people, I feel like would that's where they would shoot themselves in the foot sometimes, <laughs> either coming in, you know, even the way you just little things, dressing the right way, you know, making sure you're kind of clean when you walk in and just being personal, shaking people's hands, eye contact, those little things. And these are a lot of things. I mean, I did a ton of interview practices with students at the community college and they taught me a lot too. I mean, looking what other people did. So, I mean, I'd even get my computer out, looking at the monitor, and sometimes answer questions in front of a monitor to see how I looked, which is kind of weird, but it's, it's helpful. It lets you know that you're any nervous twitches you have and things like that. So. Oh, wait. Sorry. When you say in front of a monitor, do you mean like a video? Oh, or? yeah, like a video. Like a, oh, you yeah. Yourself in a, or record yourself or have a friend record you. Uh, we did that actually in the Codify, in the boot camp I was in. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, we recorded each other and saw the kind of nervous tweak, twitches we had and little things that, you know, might 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 want to correct or try to change before you go into a real life, for real deal interview. Yeah, no, that is such a good, that's like such a good tip. I can feel people's pain because I know like watching yourself on video can be, <laughs> can be really, uh, can be painful sometimes. And, as, you know, hearing yourself talk also and just seeing your body language and whatnot. But yeah, talk about like in enlightening, like you'll see all, yeah, exactly. Maybe you touch your hair or maybe you say um a lot or maybe mm -hmm. you, you know, do whatever, all these little mannerisms that. Exactly could mean something. So to me, you started applying to full-time jobs pretty soon after you started learning, at least compared to a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. And do you have any advice for others who maybe have been learning for six months or a year and they're not sure if they're ready yet? Uh, yeah, to I totally do. <laughs> Here it is. Apply. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I meet a lot of people. I mean, even some of the people from the boot camp. We, and I, I know they have the same skills. Some are even more skilled than me. And, I mean, I was working with a couple guys from there, and I always wonder, man, what are you doing? Are you applying? He said, oh, I'm not applying. I'm waiting for this, waiting for some, like, magical aha moment that this doesn't come. I mean, you're always going to have to learn something. I'm learning stuff all the time now. Um, everybody I've never known that's got a job has to learn on the job. If you wait till you're like the master of like all these languages or even one language, I mean, you'll, you'll be waiting forever. I mean, the best advice I can give is just to apply. I mean, there's a, there's a definite need for developers in general. And you're doing people a favor by, you know, contributing, by getting into jobs and it's much more than you ever could outside of it. So I think it's just really important if, if this is what you want to do, and there's a shortage of developers anyway. I mean, you're doing a, a service <laughs> to, to the world and yourself. So I would totally apply. So do you wish you maybe even applied sooner? Or do you think it was like a good time when you began applying? I think I had a pretty, I think it was a pretty good time. Um, I had some of the basics down. I'd made, uh, I had a little portfolio, which was helpful because uh, recruiters want to see portfolios and um, I had the basics down, and I felt like I was – I could just confident enough. I mean, I was really nervous. I, I didn't – actually, I'll take that back. I was not confident enough. I felt totally unconfident, but I still did it. And uh, people still called me up, and I was truthful about my skills. And I was still, you know, received interviews and was meeting with uh, employers. 
So it just taught me that, you know, wow, I, I probably could have done it a month earlier, to be honest. Yeah, wow. And I was just kind of counting back in my head. You, you began applying about six months or so after you started teaching yourself? Yeah, about, I mean, from literally zero to, yeah, about five months. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, month, yeah. Right, right at the beginning of month six. Yeah, well, no, and I think that's, I mean, I think that's great because I feel like people wait way too long. I, al- I always tell this story, but actually I don't think I've mentioned it once yet in the podcast, but I began my first quote unquote job, which was not like a full-time job. It was just, um, it was like a contract position, but still I was being paid. I was only teaching myself HTML and CSS for like a month. And yeah, but, and I really did not know that much. I knew the basics when I went in there. And now the things I was doing were not at a super like advanced level. If that was the case, I wouldn't have gotten the job because Mm -hmm. again, I'd only been teaching myself HTML CSS for about a month, but still having that experience and I was with people more um, experienced than I was. And I felt like that really allowed me to learn a lot. So yeah, I guess, I guess. The thing is, there, you know, for me, at least it was like kind of starting small and just putting, I, I really just put myself out there right away. But I think people will be very, very surprised. That's awesome. But you're also LaRonce Bradford, so <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, well, coding you, but guru. But. It wasn't, it wasn't a, again, it was not like a full-time, it was not like a full-time job. I think if, I think learning only for a month and getting a full-time developer job, especially doing uh, some more advanced things, you know, with like maybe JavaScript or Ruby on Rails, that would be extremely impressive. That would be. Yeah, that'd because... Be un- that'd be uncanny. Yeah, I feel like how, uh, you know, I mean, just a month is just it's just such a short time. I feel like it's <laughs> It not. is. That's pretty impressive. But I'm like, you're, you're like the second person. There's another guy that told me the same thing. It's A lot of times I feel like it's the person with the most confidence that gets, uh, that gets the job or gets to where they want to be and not always the person with the most skills. If you have both, then you're, you're really winning. Yeah, yeah. And again, back to those soft skills that are really important, I think, just being able to communicate with people and being easy to, you know, be around. And I think, I, I mean, if I just think of, if I was hiring someone, it doesn't even matter what the job was for. It doesn't have to be tech-related. It could be anything. And there were two candidates, and one was more skilled, but just I didn't really you know, mesh with them. And then the other person was not as skilled, but had a really great personality and seemed like they'd be, you know, very open to learning more. I would definitely choose the person that had the better personality. It wouldn't even, it's not even like, oh, a, totally. yeah, it's like not even like a, something you have, I have to think about, you know? Exactly. I mean, no one wants to be around somebody. If you're going into your eight hours of your day is spent with this person, you want to be around somebody that's, you know, it's cool. <laughs> not not yes. a horrible person. Yeah, for sure. Precisely. Precisely. So, I have one last question for you. Sure. I'm asking this to pretty much everyone. <laughs> well, some variation of this question. A person has no technical experience whatsoever, but they want a job in tech. What is one thing that they could do today to take a step in the right direction? Begin building something. I think it's really cool if you just take that first step, which is either getting on Code Academy, which is my um, advice is to take that, take the HTML, CSS course. Start with the real, start with the basics, HTML, CSS, jQuery or JavaScript, and just start learning how to build stuff. Once you get the basics down, learn how to do something like build a small site for your brother and mother, friends, whoever. And um, I think the more you build, the more you'll learn. And just to not be afraid to just get in it. 
I think it's the most important. Just get you, just start digging right in. Get on there, fire up a text editor, and start typing in some code. Even if you're not sure what you're doing or what you're building, just start, and you'll learn a lot quicker, I think, than you than you than you think you can. And uh, you'll be surprised how far you can come with just some dedication and some time and all the free resources you have online. Yes, love that. Thank you so much, Brian. And where can people find you online? Oh wow, uh, Brian's not here on Twitter, and uh, Brian the Code Toad on WordPress. Brian the Code Toad, <laughs> nice. Yep, yep, that's it. All right, well, thank you so much, Brian. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Brian. Again, the show notes for this episode, plus a full transcript, can be found at learntocodewith.me forward slash 13. Brian and I spoke a lot about getting a job in tech and the importance of putting yourself out there, doing things like getting on LinkedIn and applying to jobs. In my opinion, one of the most important things you can do as far as your job search is concerned is have a personal website, or as I like to call them, a portfolio site. And guess what? You can get started with your portfolio site by signing up for my free portfolio course at learntocodewith.me forward slash free course. Inside this free course, I'll show you what makes a great portfolio site, what to include on your site, even if you feel like you have no real work to show, and much more. Again, you can sign up for this totally free course at learntocodewith.me forward slash free course. Thanks so much for tuning into the show, and I'll see you next week on the Learn to Code with Me podcast.